Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is With Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, March 22, 2021. The data say that we have administered the first dose of the vaccine to 7,841,000 people in Italy, 12.91% of the population, 2,489,000 of them received the second dose too. The ranking of the regions by percentage of vaccinations made compared to the doses delivered say that in the first three places from the top are Valle d'Aosta, Campania and Abruzzo. While in the last three places from the bottom, we continue to find the same three regions that have been there for more than a month, Sardinia, Calabria and Liguria. As every Monday, just a few numbers about the situation of the contagion in Italy. Yesterday, spring began, which gives us a bit of hope. And slowly, slightly, slowly, the contagion data tells us that the growth of the curve of this third wave has stopped. Over the past seven days, we averaged 21,893 new positives per day, a percentage change of minus 1.5% compared with the previous seven days. In the same period, the average change in the number of patients admitted to the COVID wards was plus 12.1% with regard to intensive care units. Instead, in the last seven days, the average change was plus 4.9%. On average, in the last seven days, we had 500, 500 deaths, uh, 400 deaths, with a variation of plus 18.5% compared to the previous seven days. As I always say, the minors are good news because they show a trend that goes in the right direction. And today, we see again at least one minus sign after one month of only plus signs. We know that the trend usually starts with the number of daily new positives, then comes to new hospitalizations and new ICUs, and then the number of deaths. Probably we will get there at Easter and there will be other minus signs, the good ones. <clears throat> Therefore, with great caution, we see a small light of hope. The head of the Italian government, Mario Draghi, will take advantage of the European Council of 25 and 26 March to push even more the European Commission to intervene with pharmaceutical companies so that they deliver on time the doses of vaccine promised in the contracts signed by the EU, threatening lawsuits and legal actions and even the blocking of exports, if not even the seizure of vaccines produced in Europe but destined for non-European countries. From great, starting from great, great Britain. Draghi got famous because when he was president of the European Central Bank, said that he would do whatever it takes to save the European economy. Whatever it takes is his famous phrase. Now, as head of the Italian government, he's doing whatever it takes with the European health, to save the European health. On this, Italy is leading the other la larger countries such as Germany and France and even the European Union, which seems to want to follow Draghi and Italy, so that the European Commissioner for Health said, perhaps a bit too optimistic, that by July Europe will reach the herd immunity. By the way, two days ago another of those psychological thresholds was reached, those round figures that frighten and sadden a lot, this time it is the one millionth death for Covid in Europe. In the meantime, the zoning of Italian regions in different colors that is monitored every Friday has led Sardinia to change color. The only region that was in the white band, the one with fewer restrictions, has gone directly to the orange zone, literally jumping over the yellow one. 
At this moment, and probably until after Easter, in red zone there are Campania, Emilia Romagna, Friuli Venezia Giulia, Lazio, Lombardy Marche, Piedmont, Autonomous Province of Trento, Apulia, Veneto, while in orange zone there are Abruzzo, Basilicata, Calabria, Liguria, Molise, Sardinia, Sicily, Tuscany, Umbria, Valle d'Aosta and Autonomous Province of Bolzano. No Italian territory is in the areas with less restrictions. On the basis of calculations made with a mathematical model, the date on which Italy could reach a lethality of COVID estimated without vaccines at 1.15%, in line with that of seasonal influenza, which is 0.1%, is around June 25. These percentages are the result of calculations through international studies that are based on the efficiency of available vaccines, the doses signed by the contracts, and compliance with the pace of vaccinations promised by the governments. If, however, the full 52 million doses expected between April and June do not arrive, we could lower the lethality of COVID-19 and have it reach that of influenza only in mid-August. Research shows that things would already be much better today if the lag we have in the vaccination campaign for those over 80 hadn't built up. Today, the reason is not all attributable to the cut of the doses delivered by pharmaceutical companies, but especially to the choices made by the previous government and by some regions, which have not pushed as it should, as they should, on the vaccination of our elderly, the category most at risk. In total, since the beginning of the vaccination campaign, according to this research, thanks to vaccinations, we have avoided 600 deaths. The curves re relating to the categories that have begun to be vaccinated show a clear decline in infection. The vaccine works very well. They could have been 1,700, not 600 the deaths that we avoided. They could, they could have been 1,700 if we had focused immediately on the over 80, which was the first decision taken by the new government. Life expectancy in Italy fell by almost a year in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, National Statistics Agency Instat said yesterday. Nationwide life expectancy at birth was 82.3 years in 2020, down from 83.2 in 2019, with the figure falling more than one, one and a half years in the north of the country, which bore the brunt of the disease. COVID completely wiped out life expectancy gains made over the past decade in the north and partially wiped them out in the other areas of the country. This retreat is not yet finished and will take years to recoup. <clears throat> despite what was just said and despite the severe consequences of the pandemic, the latest World Happiness report shows that in a single year Italy rose three places in the rankings of happiness from 28th to 25th place and over the past five it halved the distance between it and first place. The survey is produced every year by the United Nations Sustainable Development and Solutions Network. Some say that there is a new sort of awareness in part because of the crisis, since Italians express a great deal of solidarity among themselves in moments of difficulty. I don't have an answer. I can say that I'm Italian, I'm happy to be Italian and happy to live here, notwithstanding the many, many, many problems that we have, which are often felt more than the good things. But I also know that this news is one of those that I like to tell you, and it is with this that I end this video. So please, stay healthy, stay safe. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was with Italian News, I'll see you next Wednesday. Ciao from Rome.